Hello, and welcome to a new podcast for The Lancet Neurology. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and today we're discussing a genome-wide association study for dementia. I'm joined by one of the lead authors, Dr. Jose Brass. Dr. Brass, please introduce yourself. Hi, thanks very much for um, inviting me to do this. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a molecular geneticist at UCL. I'm currently a program leader at the Dementia Research Institute. And our work focuses on trying to understand the genetic architecture of neurodegenerative diseases. The things we do, are really, they really focus around two things. We try to identify genes that cause these diseases and risk, genetic risk factors that are involved in modulating risk for, for all of these diseases. So, Doctor, there have been an abundance of genome-wide association studies in the field of neurodegenerative diseases recently. Could you explain the importance of this type of research for dementia in particular? Yes. So, genome-wide association studies, by design, allow us to identify genetic variants that are common in the population and that have a rather small effect on risk for disease. And one can think that um, there's little to gain to finding these, these variants because they have a low effect on disease. But the fact is that by identifying these variants, we can gain knowledge of biological pathways that are underlying the architecture of, of each of these diseases. And so they're very, very important studies. They've taught us a lot about lots of diseases, not just neurogenitive diseases. Um, and in, in this work in particular, uh, where we've performed the first GWAS in the mental illusory bodies, it, it really allowed us to see the genetics of this disease like no one has not seen before. So a potential genetic overlap between dementia of this sort, Parkinson's disease, and Alzheimer's disease has previously been reported. In your study, did you find any significant overlap? We did find an overlap. We actually had tested this um, formally before in terms of genetic correlation between these diseases, and, um, and we found a significant overlap when we did that. Now, with these results, what we see um, is, is something very similar. These are results in a larger scale, and we see something very similar. And what we see are uh, variants that we knew were involved in Parkinson's or Alzheimer's disease also being involved in dementia early bodies. And so there's certainly some overlap um, between these diseases from a purely genetic perspective. What does this tell us, though, about these neurodegenerative diseases? It tells us that they're, they're similar in some ways. Um, and this, these are, this notion is, is, is not just from genetics. We, we we're seeing this from functional assays as well, where we're seeing the same biological pathways being involved in, in different diseases, not just uh, DLB, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's disease, but frontotemporal dementia as well. And here I'm focusing really on the, on the role of the lysosome that has been shown to be important in all of these diseases, really. And so this tells us that there perhaps, and very likely, there are biological mechanisms that are common to all of these diseases in the sense that they're flawed in some way. Perhaps a, a different genetic variants um, in different genes in these biological pathways are increasing or modulating the risk by small amounts, each of them. And this means that if you have some of them, you go on to a pathway to devolve a type of, of, of disease. If you have a different set of variants modulating risk, you go through a different pathway to a different disease. Now, that's very interesting. So in terms of future research then in this area, what direction would that need to take? And will there be any important clinical implications for diagnosis and treatment of, of, of these neurodegenerative diseases, as well, especially DLB, of course? Yes. Well, of course, for, for DLB, uh, these are very early days. In DLB, we're about, I'm going to say, five to ten years behind 
the genetic work that has been done in Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. And so we need, we really need to close the gap uh, between DLB and these other diseases. And the next step following from this work is going to be very similar to what we've done and what others have done in, in, in these other diseases. We will need to increase our cohorts to be able to see things that we're, we weren't able to see before with these initial studies. So that's really going to be the next step. And this will give us information on common variability with low effect on disease um, overall. We will then need to look at genetic variants that are not as common um, as, as, as these. And to do that, we'll, we'll really need to apply different technologies. We'll need to be performing sequencing in, in large cohorts so that we have a, an overview of the architecture, of the genetic architecture of the mentorated bodies. When we have that, we'll be in a better position to have an impact on diagnosis and treatment of patients, which is, of course, our goal with all of these studies. In terms of diagnosis for DLB, so far, genetics hasn't really given us things that are actionable. We know that they're rare variants. They're incredibly rare um, that cause DLB, so it's not really something that can be used for diagnosis, simply because they're so rare in, in, in the population. But as we continue to sequence, perhaps we will find uh, more of these that will enable us to study a larger number of variants and, and really start to be able to use genetics for diagnosis. For treatment, is what we're seeing right now is that despite the fact that these diseases share um, a lot between, between them in biological pathways and genetics, it's clear that they're different. I mean, it's, our data clearly shows that DLB is, is not just a, a mix-up of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease from a genetic perspective. It seems to be different. And having this knowledge and, and implying different biological pathways to each of these diseases will really allow us to have different uh, drug targets for each of these diseases that are specific for, for them. And that's really the the goal in, in terms of using this for, for, for treatment. Early days, but really promising signs. Well, Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today.